yeah. Do you have any plans tomorrow? Because tomorrow's the Super Bowl. Do I have any plans tomorrow? I'm not sure yet. I'm still trying to figure out what we're going to do while my brother's in town. So Because Mr. Usher, Mr. Raymond is performing. He is performing. Yes. He's, he's the perfect kind of, we probably said this before, but he is the perfect kind of performer for the Super Bowl. I think, yeah, I could see that. He's perfect. He's perfect because it it needs to be someone that's like established, Mm -hmm. you know, a bit of a legend of sorts. He has so many hits from the nineties until now. He's like Mm -hmm. nostalgic for a lot of people like millennials. You know, I feel like he's not, because you can't have someone too new. It just doesn't work. You need to have... You you can't be too new. In fact, we might have even said this on the podcast again. I felt strongly that Bruno Mars performed at at this role way prematurely. Yes. I I do not think he deserved his first or second performance at the Super Bowl. And I love... And I'd say that saying Bruno Mars is exceptionally talented. I would say now would make more sense, but... I think that he was too new. Even though, to even head- the weekend, even the weekend, I feel that way. Yeah, especially to headline, like to headline, like I just feel like that is should be reserved for people who are a little bit more cemented in their careers. Yeah, and yeah, I so I don't know, and I think a lot of people forget that Usher already performed once as a guest as a guest with the Black Eyed Peas. The I want to say that was in what twenty eleven, the year before. It was don't the, remember that at all. It was 2011. Well, because that, that unfortunately, that Super Bowl performance was not very good. It was the Black Eyed Peas, mm. and they had Usher and Slash as the special guests. Couldn't tell you what was performed except for Usher was there to perform OMG with Will I Am. Like mm, that makes sense. It was very okay. that. It was very that era, and um, Black Eyed Peas were still riding high on the the, the end. Yeah, the E N D. The END, which is, I I loved that album, and I still listen to some of the songs from time to There's time. There's some great songs on that album. I What's your favorite song on that album? Electric City, probably. Ooh, that's a that good might one. Be my, oh, oh, no, wait, I lied. I take that back. I love that song, but, um, bitches on my dick, oh, oh, they on my dildo. Isn't that Electric City? I, I say I don't remember. I don't know Electric She says, City. bitches on my dick. Fergie says, bitches on my dick, oh, oh, they on my dildo. That's what she says. <laughs> uh that I love that song, but rock that body, rock that, rock body, that body. I hated this. This that's one of those albums where I hated the singles, except uh, oh, I, I, I like. I got a feeling I liked, even though someone someone mentioned this before on a podcast, and so I'm I'm blanking on who it is. So I don't want to. I want to credit them, so I'm sorry in advance. But they said it's basically it's not a song. It's just a bat mitzvah. It's like oh. three minutes of a bat mitzvah, mm-hmm. and I said that was mm-hmm. the funniest thing I have ever heard. It's so true. Yeah, but. See, I love, I love, I got a feeling, and I got a feeling. I like, one, I got a feeling. I do like that it, one. It was yeah. one. It was that was the song of the summer for me. And what kind of what was that? Two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand nine, two thousand nine. And oh my gosh, that song. The and they they were number one because I remember it was Boom Boom Pow was number one for twelve weeks, and then boom, I got boom, a feeling was was number one for I think fourteen weeks. So they were number one for half the year. They had a big, yeah, and they had a big year with Monkey Business, which is my favorite album of theirs. Very underrated album. Yeah. Um, but that really was like, whoa, like they were everywhere. That was also, we've talked about this before, but that year of music for me, like 2010-ish, like not a good time for me music-wise and, and life-wise. And so I hate a lot of the music that came out around then. But and, 
And yeah. the complete opposite. I could not <laughs> get my life more from the music from 2009 to 2010. I, I was think a lot of people living, feel that way. Yeah. I just like hate, it. yeah, it, it's so much of it sounds so dated in that, in that sound too. I think for me, I, what I really liked about it is we saw a huge shift in music that we don't always necessarily get. And the shift in that particular time was we saw a huge surge in dance music becoming mainstream, which obviously that's my sweet spot. So I was really excited that all the artists were suddenly trying, um, you know, were trying their shot at dance music, you know? And that tracks for you completely. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, but my favorite song from the end was Alive, which was, I believe, a mm. promo single, but not an official single. Um, yeah. But that song, that that song takes me back to going to my friend Sophie's cottage that summer. And we just like, there's that, the, the way the song kind of transforms at the end, there's like this like, blah, 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 like, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, it's like this like liquidy sound that we would always be like, do this thing in her van. And it was just so fun. Um, yeah, the, yeah. I felt like that's an album where the songs were better than the singles. Like apart from I Got a Feeling, hate Boom Boom Pow, hate it. Yeah, hate- I never really... Yeah. Hey, I'm a B. Like I oh, hate. Oh, hate. I, I hate the singles. I love I'm a B. What's the other? <laughs> a lot of people do. Of course, it was also a huge bit. I just hit. love. I just loved Fergie's rap in it. I thought that I like. I just yeah. felt like it was so like. I was, sure. I'm a B on the next level. I'm a B rocking on the next bass track. Yeah. it is fun. That's fun. Yeah, I just loved it. What What's the other? Wasn't there one more? Are we missing one too? Wasn't there, there, a big... there this, the one of the biggest hits from the album was one of my least favorite songs, and I never listened to it. It was "Meet Me Halfway." Yes, I couldn't remember. I had I had the melody kind of in my head. Yes, that, it, I remember that one very much. It hated was, hated that. Did not like that song at all, and it was a huge hit. That I want to say, huge I don't hit. know. I don't think it hit number one. I want to say the number one hits were "Boom Boom Pow." Uh, I got a feeling, and I'm a B. And then the top five, like I think, top five hits were "Meet Me Halfway" and which is um, so and great. rock and rock your body. I don't was remember it, rock that body being a, a top hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was. Yep, I don't it was remember it getting hit. much airplay at all. Yep, it was a top ten hit, and it Good was for a, them. and it was an interesting thing too because the videos for "I'm a B" and "Rock That Body" uh, were blended together into one video, um, but were released as separate singles. So it was interesting how they did that but um what and the, they had a they had like a follow-up single after that album i remember i remember kind of liking it dirty bit dirty bit yeah yeah now, now bit. also time, di- of, time of your life yeah that also that sound and everything like is so of that time like mm-hmm. it's just it's funny it, it was it was will i am's attempt i think that i think that dirty bit and because the follow-up album was called the beginning they were definitely trying to keep up going with like the electro dance genre that they had, you know, found so much success. I mean, cause the, the, uh, the end was like the biggest album for the black eyed peas for sure. Commercially and gave like, gave them a huge worldwide audience. And so they were definitely trying to recapture that. And I just feel like, um, uh, they, I just feel like they, I don't know. It, I I felt like it was a lazy attempt at trying to recapture all of that personally for me. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I was in high school when it all came out. So yeah, I, rem- I remember just being like excited to hear what they, they had to put out. Cause I did yeah. like a lot of the songs on the album. 
Yeah. But yeah, it's just interesting how some albums are like that. Like sometimes like you have your J-Lo where I feel like the singles are all smash smashes that I love and adore so much. Mm-hmm. And then you have some artists where it's like, I could care less about the yeah, singles the, the that singles, are doing well. Yeah, the singles are hit or miss. And but back, to, I don't but know. back. Oh yeah, sorry. But like back to Usher though. Like you know, back to that point. I that's that's kind of what I was saying. Is like I feel like he is the perfect kind of artist for this venue. Like he's perfect. People, people, lo- and even if you don't know his musical, well, like you love, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you love you got I'm- it bad. I'm so curious as to what he's going to perform. I mean, they the the performers famously have about 13 minutes to perform. And Usher does have a huge catalog, a huge catalog of hits. He just released a new album yesterday. Um, and Yep, he sure did. And so, I mean, the possibilities that he could be doing, if they did just confirm that Alicia is going to be there with him, which I was kind of bummed that they confirmed that. I was like... Make it a like, surprise. Make it a surprise. Like let let's be surprised by these things. That the, it kind of loses the fun when you when you know everything that's going to happen. Like so, but that said, very excited to hear that she's going to be there. So I would uh, think it's safe to say that my boo is going to be performed. Um, and then I think I I would love if they I would love if he performed without you his song with David Guetta. Yes. And I would love I but he he said that R and B music is gonna be front and center of the like set list of the show. And um so I so I'm like, so does that mean that he's not gonna do DJ Got Us Falling in Love? Is does that mean I, he's not- I want him to do hot toddy. I like hot toddy. Hot <laughs> toddy when JC comes out. Yes. That, <laughs> that would, would be, be fun. That would be very fun. I so I think have you listened to the new album at all? I know I said I, one song. Uh, I've I really sort of skimmed it, but I haven't. I'm not an Usher fan like that, and I haven't yeah. been for a while. So for me, like it's just from what I heard, I'm like, yeah, I don't think this is probably for me. You know? Yeah, the album is 20 songs long, and which I appreciate. Thank you for giving people selections. Um, there's only like three songs that I would that I liked on it, but the one that I really liked was big. I don't think he's going to perform it at the Super Bowl, but yeah. Yeah. But there, but there is a song on the album that is that features Lotto and it samples or I heard that. Yeah, I um, heard that one. Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. So in my head, in my, I'm like thinking, oh my god, like is he going to bring out Billy Joel because Billy Joel just released a new single? So are they going to do like a three way like mashup of A Town Girl with Uptown Girl and then Lotto's going to appear? <laughs> maybe maybe. <laughs> she seems she seems like the perfect like Super Bowl guest. Like she's been on everyone's record. Yeah, you might yeah. as well just like bring her out. Yeah. But I, I am excited and that Alicia Keys is going to be there. Like, really, me too. Really. Yeah. And this is not the first time that he's sampled or interpolated Uptown Girl. He also did that on the Looking for Myself album. It was a song called Can't Stop, Won't Stop that was produced by Will.i.am. Basically like OMG Part 2. But I was like, interesting that you've now sampled this song twice. So... Yeah. yeah. Okay, Billy. Jo- Maybe he was like dying at the Grammys the other day. He was like, "Oh, Billy Joel." He's like Billy Joel. He's like, you know who I really love, Billy Joel. And you know what song I love by him? Uptown Girl. Like, let's just use this every <laughs> every ten years. Let's use this song. Such a random choice. Yeah. Out of Did, all the songs. Yeah. I mean, Uptown Girl's a great song. Great, great. What I also I also would like for him to do, maybe it's just like the whole performance is just climax, like an extended version of climax. An extended version of climax. I'd be down. Yeah. I down. I know. I am. I'm very curious as to what he's going to do. I. He's going to do a lot I, of the hits. I mean, he'll do a lot of the hits. 
but like a lot but the, here's the thing like a lot of his hits are like mid-tempo almost ballad style songs so and 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 I mean, I that I mean, I guess you could do that at the Super Bowl. I think a lot of people kind of expect more up tempos, like a party. At least I do. Mm. So I don't know. So I'm like, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, is he going to do "You Got It Bad"? Is he going to do "You Remind Me"? I there's the you only, remind me, he'll do. I bet the only song I think that is for certain is "Yeah." I think that that and 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 now my boo. I think "Yeah" and my boo are going to be for sure. For sure, the rest I could see. I could he'll do see OMG. I would think. I mean, right? he already he already performed it once at the Super Who Bowl. cares? Is he going to do it again? Yeah, why not? We'll see. We'll find out. I think I think he will. That's a huge hit for him. It was yeah. a huge hit. I think it was a number one hit for him. I think he's going to do like the big big hits. Like I, I have I have a feeling he'll do a lot of them, regardless of the tempo. I would love if he did. I would love if he did. You make me wanna. I would love. I would love if he did. Like, I don't know. Like, I want him to do. You don't have to call. That's what I want. Oh, it's okay, girl. Yes. I'm a feel right. Yeah, that would be great. Anything Any- from 8701. <gasps> Eight, you know, and you know what? I was revisiting that album yesterday because, of course, with this new album, I was like not going through a little Usher moment on my walk yesterday. And uh, there's a song called um, If I Want To which is very problematic now. We might have already, have we talked about this on the podcast? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't remember this. The lyrics go, if I wanted, I could take you from my from your man with my eyes closed. I could have you eating up a palm of my hand and all your little girlfriends too. And then it's a call back to, a, you know, those, you know, remember how R&B songs back in the day always had like an uncredited female vocalist, like mm-hmm. kind of singing back. So, yes. it has, <laughs> so it has that, which is like, no, you can't get with me. I don't want you. And then he goes, yes, I can. And I will if I want to. Oh, I, very blurred lines. Very blurred lines. But the song and the song, I would say, like, sonically is his version of Pink's Most Girls. Because it has kind of like that, like, R&B <laughs> rock sound-ish. Does it, does it have medieval instruments? It has medieval instruments. And it has, it has like, you know how the Pink had, like, that operatic vocal? Yes. Most Girls? It has. Yes. This, almost exactly the same and i bet you both songs are both produced by Babyface. the the songs in like 2000 were so dramatic they were they they're so were. dramatic they're like operas medieval yeah. instruments yeah you know and dialogue then, and then that song followed up with another like rock sounding song that i want to say was either produced by the neptunes or jd and i was and i was loving it i was like i love when r and i love when r&b singers Mm. do a version of rock like police when she did keep it down off the album with uh was it tasty uh that's a song that was produced by the neptunes and it was like a rock song i I love it when r&b singers even even like caught out there has got a little bit of a rocky vibe yeah it's got like a punky vibe and bad girl from yeah professions um so i i know he's not gonna do bad girl but i would love if he did bad girl i know he's not i know it's not gonna happen but just I do, I do think, I, I I do think that "Without You" by David Guetta, like his David Guetta feature, would be the perfect closer to the Super Bowl performance. So I really right. hope that happens because that he was using that song to close out his residency in Vegas. So oh, that would that makes sense, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, it's just a very celebratory style of song, great party anthem. Um, the lyrics are a, a little bit more on like the I don't want to say emotional, but they're they're sentimental, you know. Yeah, and so. I think I think it makes sense. I would like to see him do DJ Got Us Fall in Love again yeah. as well. That's a great song. I mean, that's really 
fun. That would get the crowd hyped. Also, bring out, a big bring hit. Out Pitbull. Bring out Pitbull. <laughs> yeah. Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull. Usher, bring out Mr. Worldwide. Usher does DJ God's Fall in Love, brings out Pitbull, and Pitbull just does the rest of the halftime show. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide takes over. It's a three or five. That would be actually kind of an, an amazing Super Bowl. I have a friend who's seen him in concert like five times. Like she's a I, huge fan. I've heard he's a great, I heard he's great in concert. Yeah. There, he came to Grand Rapids like two years ago and people like got, he got nothing but raised. He's like views. a cult following at this point. Like it's. I, I think what it is, is that he's, a lot of his music is very fun. He's also featured on a lot of big hits. So, and here's the thing. No one really remembers what he's saying on those hits. I don't think he's really, he's just bringing the energy. He could, he could it's like a hype man. He's like a hype man, man scoop. Yeah. And so, like, no, you're not listening to his music to be like, oh, yeah, that, like, really spoke to me. He just, you're, he's there for the <laughs> Some people do. You think? They're like, they're like, you guys, the, the song that changed my life was Kulo. Like. Well, what's the one with him and, like, Neo? Uh, him and Neo. Isn't there a song with him and Neo? Oh, because, uh, uh, uh. Oh my god! It's like it's used in like every workout class. I know, and I, I can't, um, I can't think of the melody all right now. Tonight, but there... give me everything tonight. Yes, he ha- he one. has like quote unquote inspirational lyrics in that one. <laughs> so I'm sure people are like, wow, this really hits, you know. And I can't, I can't remember the lyrics. So I can, I can like picture it in my head, like him like singing yeah. it and the cadence and everything. But I can't uh-huh. remember the exact lyrics. Or something. I always laughed at the lyric, grab somebody sexy, tell them, hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Like he's shaking them like, hey. <laughs> it's just like, there's that image of just like grabbing someone, just looking at them and just going, hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, hey. Well, we're going to see what he does on, on Sunday. I'm excited. I'm excited for his performance. Usher was my... Usher was my gay awakening. He was like, I remember my sister showing me his photo. He was like in his underwear and Teen Vogue. And just, I was like 11 or 12 years old and thinking, yeah, that's hot. Mm -hmm. He's a beautiful man. Gorgeous man. He's got a lot of swag, got a lot of star power. He's in his undies again for Skims. He's doing a Skims promotion. So Skims is just hiring everyone. They are working hard. She said, we are getting everyone that you know, and we need them. Every celebrity. Me. Yep. They need um, me. They need me. But yeah, I'm excited to see. We'll see what happens with, with Usher. Usher. Usher, baby. Usher. Usher Raymond. And I think and I think it's a given that Little John and, and Ludacris will be with him as well. Yeah, I hope. Yeah. I think that they... I think... So here, I mean, gosh. I, I would love to be given the possibility to be the architect for someone's Super Bowl performance. Just to be like... Here's what you should do because he has three songs, I think, with Little John and Little Chris. They, <laughs> That's crazy. He did. He did. Obviously, yeah. But then he did a song called "Lovers and Friends," which is a big hit back in like it was after Confessions or during the Confessions era. Um, that was a big hit as well. And then they did a song back in like the EDM era. I, I could not tell you what the name of the song was. It was not a big hit, but it was produced by David Guetta. And oh, of course, yeah. What and wasn't then, he producing? And now I'm thinking about it. I don't know if Little John was on that song, but Ludacris was. It was Usher and Ludacris. Um, but I was like, that would be a good like kind of way to go from yeah, do a, maybe a quick just like segue from that from like, yeah to no. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> but to go from like yeah to that one obscure song and then into without you maybe would yeah. be like a good i don't know we'll see there's also a song that recently came out that sampled yeah that usher was then featured on and it was by some it was by one of the reggaeton rappers it might have been jay belvin um mm, so okay. i could see i could see that also happening all of these songs from like 2004 are coming around being sampled again like yeah. by, especially by like lot the lottos of the world and like you yeah. know a lot of these like female rappers i'm hearing a lot a lot of that which speaking of lotto really quick to we are not talking enough about j-lo's upcoming film and i know that we i think we briefly mentioned it on one of the episodes yeah we but, talked about it yeah but the remix video that they did for the song there is a brand new video that they did for can't get enough and j-lo looks phenomenal like she has she looks insane i don't i need to know what she's doing i need to know everything yeah i think we talked about this on the phone briefly recently but like i i feel like she looks again she's always looked good like but i feel like she almost looks like better and brighter than even like her brave era yeah like there's something going on there i mean she's definitely like drinking blood or she's drinking some child blood she really is no, she, she looks is- phenomenal. I mean, think about her too. Like it wasn't even that long ago in um, Hustlers, right? Yeah, looking incredible, incredible. You know? But her this new the new song the new song is okay for me. It's I don't hate it, but I don't yeah. love it. And, and you and I have talked about this. Like that, this is me then era is like right not, not, not our, our favorite. favorite. Yeah, but I am excited for this visual album, and I'm excited, and I I loved the remix video because it just brought me back to the days where like. Yeah, they used to make brand new videos for the remix videos sometimes, you know. Um, the I'm Real remix is a good example. But, and I mean, was, I'm real. I'm real. That was also an example of like where it was like a brand new song. You know, it wasn't even a, it wasn't really even a remix. It was just like, let's just use the phrase I'm real in this. <laughs> <laughs> you know. My biggest hit. Like yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited for that as well. I, I, to be honest, I haven't even watched any of the videos or followed up at all. Yeah. So I'm she really wears, curious. She wears this really sexy, like, you know, I love a corset. She's wearing like this, like, like beige gold corset skirt thing with like a really vibrant red satin bra in it. And it just looked and like the color red is like very throughout the video. And ugh, I'm obsessed. It's so good. They, they both, both her and Lotto look excellent in the video. And yeah. Lotto went from Mariah to JLo. She, Real, real quick. I, I thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, was I like, really, hmm. I really think at this point, I hope that it's just kind of a joke and like the beef between them. I mean, I know they don't like each other. They probably, maybe they never will, right. but I hope at this point it's like not that deep, you know, it's kind of like, okay, we're adults, you know, right. it, yeah. it is what it is. Hopefully like you can work with each other or people can work with them, the same right. people and it's not an issue, you know, but right. It is yeah. funny. Mariah started it first. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. But yeah, I'm excited to see to see the album. I'm I'm hoping that the rest of the album is good. Have you heard "This Is Me Now"? Like she released that song from it. No, no, I haven't. Okay, heard. yeah, she performed what, it on what SNL. What is it? What are your thoughts? Uh, it's okay. Again, it, I I don't think this is going to be an album that I'm going to be like, oh, I love it. It's just, yeah. but it's yeah. it's it's very reminiscent of like Y2K ballads. So. Okay. Um, so I, yeah, so I I did enjoy that, and she did perform it on SNL when she was on, on SNL as the musical guest last weekend. Yeah. 
puss out essentially she is wearing i think i sent you a meme that i i didn't end up posting the meme but she's wearing this like floral gown but like the it is the biggest i don't even know if it's it could have just been a robe but like the slit went from like her her chest all the way down her legs out and basically it was just covering her vagina and i was just like her we see the slit and so the meme was like mariah carey being like the slit slit is major the slit is major and um but yeah she the the song was okay it's just not my favorite thing in the world but i mean but that's it i i just i love how extra this whole visual album looks i cannot wait yeah it looks like an experience i mean she has the money she has the budget you know the team so yeah i'm eager to see too i I told i think i said this in the last time we talked but i'm not hopeful typically i haven't liked anything i loved and again i love j-lo i love the singles i love the y2k j-lo but typically i'm not really hopeful when she puts out new music there's not a lot of things i gravitate towards especially in the last 10 years so so yeah like so you didn't like booty no (gasps) horrible horrible song oh my god i couldn't i couldn't disagree more (laughs) horrible song i haven't liked anything she's put out since like brave honestly i think if i think about it what songs from brave do you like i like um do it well i like the the single from that do it well is good um did you did you like um the rest of the album though even that album's not great it was okay yeah there that, that was during her flop era for sure she um there i loved the title track from that album though brave um i love the title track and there was also um a song called miles in these shoes mm. that i really liked from that i'll three i've heard the album probably since 2007 so yeah and i hold it don't drop it i think was the second single from the album that i liked as well and to kind of give her some credit that was like a, a disco influence song that oh yeah long before like the disco trend started yeah so, there was some disco influence for sure yeah um and then i believe that the do it well video was produced by ryan tedder and then the music video was directed by david la chapelle uh, who directed the video for dirty iconic was, yeah iconic was photographed yeah everybody yeah um Did you, the album cover is kind of funny though it's like her her like looking at, two herself, of her. at herself yeah yeah I know. It was like purple, like bubbly font. Yeah. Like yeah. Magenta. And the, yeah. And there was like a, like a glass, like it was it like broken glass or something. Yeah. J-Lo. Yeah. I, I remember being excited though when that dropped. I was like so ready for to hear that. Yeah. She needs to, there's a song that she did with Pitbull before uh, On the Floor that was produced by Pharrell. Um, it was during her like, alt- remember when all the girls had alter egos? And. Yes. Yeah, so like we had Sasha Fierce, Brandy was B Rocka, and oh, what was her other? Oh, Brand New, I think was her rap name when she she rapped. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> and then um, I think Mary J. Blige was Brooklyn. Brooklyn, she, yes. When, there's when, literally songs that say that, like the they're featuring like, Brooklyn. It's just yeah. Mary J. rapping, mm-hmm. but J Lo, like the Be Without it. You era. Yep, J Lo tried it with a song called Fresh Out the Oven featuring Pitbull, and she went by Lola. And well, she also has like Jenny from the Block. I would consider that to be yeah, kind of, the, kind of. But they released the single as her being named Lola, and it was Lola featuring Pitbull, and it was her. The music video there was a music video even that was uh, directed by I think Jonas Ackerlund of Lady Gaga and Madonna fame, um, and the video was like a really hypnotic. There's like it's a lot of like hypnotic like repeated edits throughout it. 
um, a little bit more of a fashion film type of thing. But, um, and it even had like a whole remix EP with like remixes from Space Cowboy and Hex Hector, my favorite. Um, but that's not on streaming. And I demand that it goes on streaming. Yeah. But what, I don't understand. I would love to like know the logistics of streaming, like what goes on there, what doesn't. It's such an interesting world. Yeah. Like, and even because we were talking about this with like Beyonce's, unre- a lot of her unreleased songs. Um, yeah. You know, like what's the one from Four that we were talking about? Oh, Where, lay, lay me, uh, lay under, lay under me. Under yeah, me like tonight? why? Something lay yeah. under me today, lay up on me or something. La, yeah, la, something about laying. I don't know, but it, it should be on streaming. Like, it why should. is that not on streaming? Especially yeah. if it was on like the bonus track. It was on this. Yeah, it was on the deluxe version of this of the physical CD. Like I have, yeah. like I have it somewhere. Um, but yeah, when yeah. they they like that's really interesting that they they re packaged the album like they gave it a new like album cover re-sequenced the track listing and then uploaded it to streaming and it's basically the deluxe version of the album minus that song so i yeah i don't understand maybe it's her creative she was like i don't want this yeah but like again i just for someone like beyonce who i mean let's not let's not mince words here she loves money and so i'm just thinking like that song would generate money. So why? Yeah, it's that? good. It's good. It's a great song. So is, uh, what is it? Donk off of. Oh yeah. The unreleased. I love that. Yeah. Love that mm-hmm. from the, from the Beyonce era. Yeah. The self-titled I, era. I love an unreleased song from these girls there. Uh, and I also love a false start to an era. Like when a girl, like when a pop girl right. releases a song that like. You like that? Sometimes that, that like, like, oh, uh, like I wanted more from this, this. Well, I, I love it just because, like, a lot of these songs, and they end up being false starts because they flop. They don't do well. And, and they change the sound. They go in a different they direction. They change the sound and go in a different direction. So J-Lo is the queen of this. She has had so many false starts. <laughs> so there was Fresh Out the Oven. After that, there was a song called Louboutins, which was originally recorded by Brandy. And... That that even has a famous moment from she performed Louboutins at the American Music Awards and she was doing a dance move and fell. She like recovered really well. There was also a moment after the love question mark era where she was going to release a song called Breaking Me Down. And it was rumored to be produced by DJ White Shadow, who produced a lot of songs with Lady Gaga. Um, it was like this EDM dance house pop song. She used yeah. it in she she teased it in a dance break performance on I think that was during her judge like a, uh, AOL uh, American Idol days. Um, she did the performance. God, um, I literally I forgot that she was on there. Yeah, and they have seen it so such an interesting panel over the years. Yeah, and so then that song wasn't released. She did a song with Enrique Iglesias um, called Physical. That was only on certain editions of his Love and Sex album. Um, And then there was even a remix of it done with Snoop Dogg when he was going by Snoop Lion. Speaking of like alter egos. God, I remember that too. I downloaded a few songs from that Snoop Lion era. I remember listening to them. Yeah. And then she also did a song with Enrique Iglesias that was supposed to be on a deluxe edition of his album Euphoria called Mouth to Mouth with the number two and that never got released. 
So I don't know. I, I don't know what her deal is with all these songs that don't get released, but I mean, the, I just mentioned, I just talked about it on my Instagram about the, the remix of Ritmo that she teased and then never got released. So I don't know. We've got questions, JLo. We've got questions. We'd love to have you on. <laughs> Come on the pod. Come on the pod. She she will someday. One of these days. Jenny from but, the block. Yeah. JLo. But speaking of Brandy, she's got a birthday coming up. Yeah, yeah. She I, I didn't know that. You are the king of knowing these things. So I appreciate yeah. you keeping me in the loop. Keeping you I... in the loop. Yeah. Brandy celebrating a birthday. Also, Brandy has a bunch of great unreleased music. There's a song that um, I sent you a meme that I'm going to potentially use to celebrate her birthday. But there's a song that she has. It's I don't remember. I don't know when it was exactly recorded, but I want to say it was somewhere between 2008 and 2011. And it was a song produced and featuring Timbaland. And it's Mm. on the internet. I don't know what the official title is, but on the internet, it's titled Chinese and then in parentheses, Home. But it is this like mid-tempo R&B Timbaland banger that I the melodies. You, you'll are, definitely have to send me this. It's so it's I it's arguably one of my favorite Brandy songs ever. Because well, because like I think I remember you telling me you didn't really listen to the two eleven era, no. right? Mm-mm, Which is so bunch. crazy because it's such a great era for her. I know. I need to. I need to listen to it. You I think, need to. It's yeah. very. It's very R and B. I know she's an R and B artist, but like, yeah. it's very like that, you know. And it's um. Well, I love good R and B. That's the thing. It's, it's like, good so, R and B. It's so, really good. It's a little. It's a little. Some things I think like certain sounds they were experimenting with maybe a little stuck in like 2011, 12. But all in that, all, really it, good songs. I want to say I believe that she worked with Danger and Bangladesh on that album. Is that the album that she did? The Chris Brown song. Isn't there a song like called Put It Down or something like that with Chris Brown? Put It Down. Put It Down, yep. There yeah. might be two versions. There might be one with him without him. Uh, okay. But and I can't remember. A, Put It Down's she, a banger. And then she had a song called Wildest Dreams before, yep. Taylor, before Taylor Swift. Sorry, Taylor. Um, There's some really good ones. Just really quick while we're on the topic. Um, so Sick, probably my favorite song off okay. of this album. Um, I'm, I'm actually looking at the, the track listing right now because I, I wanted to refresh... Sean Garrett is on that song. Is the writer? Ooh, I love Sean um, Garrett. Sean Garrett can write a banger. He sure can. Yeah. And also, Garrett's also on "Do You Know What You Have." That's also my other favorite song on the album. So if I feel okay. like if there's like if there's like three favorites, put it down. "Do You Know What You Have" and "So Sick," great songs. I would definitely right. check check that out. Who produced those songs? Does it say? Yeah. So the producer for "So Sick" was Sean Garrett and Mr. Bangladesh. Okay. And then for Do You Know What You Have, it's Mike Will Made It. Okay. Producer. Love a Mike Will Made It song. Mike Will Made It. Love a Mike Will Made It. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I always think of him when I think of 23 with Miley Cyrus. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about a little, uh, little song. Mike Will um, Made It. Yep. Yep. Yes. Did he, did he produce Formation? Mm, I don't think so because it doesn't he, he you know for him like he has that signature like that Mike, Mike will, will made it Mike will made it I know I know so but I, had, like I don't I haven't not heard that in the formation song so if he does have it he's being I don't know why discreet. I'm thinking that but Mike will made it <laughs> produce formation I wonder why Beyonce's like you're not saying this she's like you are not saying your name <laughs> on this song Absolutely you don't get to not. say your signature 
I yeah. love when rappers do that. I love when they have like a signature. A little, thing. a little moment. Like they're like, in case you forgot who sings this, this is me. Yeah. Jason Derulo. This is me. Jason Cupcake. Derulo. Cupcake. Um, Dark Child. Mm, Dark Child. Dark, Dark Child 99. Uh, which famously, I mean, Dark Ronnie Jerkins became really famous or really blew up as a producer because of Brandy's Never Say Never album. And they had a huge chemistry, obviously, but then they had a falling out and then they rekindled and they had another falling out. So I don't know. I It makes me sad because it's very clear that they have good chemistry. The music that they create is incredible. I also think the music that- 100%. She, she's, yeah. I also think the music that she's created with Timbaland is also really good though too. Didn't you, didn't I play, we were, when you lived in Grand Rapids, I think I played you some songs that uh, were from her aphrodisiac album and I don't Sididi. Sididi. Yeah. I, you didn't like that one, did you? I'm not a big fan of Aphrodisiac. Okay. The album. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that one. I don't know what it is about it. Mm. It just kind of missed me, you know? Okay. I see. I loved that album. I loved right. it so yeah. much. Yeah. Also, yeah. That, and the, I know Brandy's cut in my, you know, like she's the vocal Bible and she's kind of known for like weird song structure and like cadences and stuff a little bit you know what i'm talking about like they like some sometimes like the melodies are a bit clunky like even like have you ever like it's just an interesting melody yeah. like there's weird pauses and stuff it works mm-hmm. but i think like my my problem with like because it was aphrodisiac the lead single uh no actually aphrodisiac was not released in the u.s at all it was a single in the, really in the uk and like in other parts of the world but it was that's not the one i know the best i don't know why i know that one the best then yeah um this, but that lead- that one is interesting just the arrangement is so clunky but it doesn't work for me oh it doesn't say i love no. it you're my afro dg it's that well it, in that song too she does this like the ha 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 yes and and to the where there's a part in um uh beyonce's i'm that girl that reminds me of that there's a part within i'm that girl that kind of what she does like a ha 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 like or whatever or yeah. even, or you know what else it reminds me of too? What? Now that you're saying this, another Beyonce song, um, A Pray You Catch Me, Pray You Catch Me. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I, by the way, just on record, I love that song. I think that's such an underrated song. The Great vocals, song. the, yeah, the, the interesting like vocal choices on that song, very like in that vein. Yeah. Of, oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. And you 100%. feel, it's, it's so like, it's such raw emotion yeah. too. It's, it's so such a good. great way to start that the, the lemonade album. Great way to start the album. Great way to start the visual album. Like it's it's. And when she says, "Oh my god, what, what is it? Is, is that on that song where she goes, What are you doing, my love?'" <gasps> yeah. Oh, I just got I chills need, saying that. I need. I got. To I got chills. It's been a minute since I've listened to Lemonade. I need to revisit that album in full. My hair is just stood up. Ooh, <laughs> I love that. Which, which Jeff, do you, there is going to be an announcement of some sorts at the Super Bowl. They are so some she's partnering with Verizon. Have you seen the teasers? Have I sent you these? No. So okay, so here's what the fans Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I lied. Yes, yes. So but so here's what the fans are putting together on Twitter because again, people are crazy. So I think the commercials are featuring the or the teasers that we've seen thus far are featuring Tony Hale, who was in the show Veep on HBO. I believe Verizon is starting a streaming service called Veeps which is a partnership with Live Nation and it's supposed to be focused on concerts like and 
and things like that, like more music focused content. Like and things content. like that. And things like that. You know, like, like Josh, Sa- what was the guy's name? Josh Safdie. Josh Safdie. Um, like Uncut Jobs and things like that. Anyway, so the first teaser was this guy, was Tony Hale being like, she wanted me to squeeze all these lemons. And then it, you hear a quick little snippet of my house at the end. And then the second teaser is him talking to Renee, the horse, the disco horse. Of course. Um, and then now all the dancers from the, from the Renaissance tour have been sharing the teasers. And so there has been everything from people there. There's, there's a few specula- speculations. There's a speculation that she's teasing a Vegas residency announcement at the sphere. There I saw that. Yep. are speculations that she is announcing the streaming of Renaissance, the film on exclusively on Veeps, which I'll be really angry about because I don't want to subscribe to another service. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, and then there are, I mean, and then also like joined with like the live album. And then there's also rumors that she's announcing the next act, act two. Oh, well, we've, we've been here before, haven't we've, we? We have been edged we've been here before and she is she is being kamala harris and saying do not come do not come (laughs) absolutely we did it joe we did it joe so we we shall see but but that said something is coming tomorrow and i'm very excited and my eyes will be glued to the to that tv to the television couldn't tell you who's i literally and this is not me just being facetious could not tell you who's playing the game tomorrow I know it's the yeah. Chiefs because of Taylor Swift. I lied. I know it's the Chiefs, but who's wait, are you, are you are you like wait? There's a game. No, I'm not being that gay. But You're like wait, oh, there's a game at the Usher concert. There's a game at the Usher concert. No, that joke's old. Oh, sorry. I know, <laughs> but um, I don't know who the other people are. What is it? The 49ers? I literally could not tell you. I know they're. I know they're. They're red. I know that their color is red. Red like Taylor. Red like Taylor. But um yeah, we shall see. We'll see we'll see what happens on that little Super Bowl Super Bowl moment, TF. Did you have a chance to listen to the new Sia Kylie Minogue song? I did have a chance to listen to it. Um do you want me to go with my thoughts or do you want to go with yours? Go with your thoughts. I go with your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Kylie's part was cute, but to, you know, I think I've said this before. There's something about Sia post 2017 okay that i just i just can't get behind and this is an artist that i really stood behind for a long time i think also i want to say this songwriting amazing songwriter you know Mm -hmm. she's so so that's kind of its own separate thing but her as as far as like her own music um the last thing that i really vibed with was this is acting and i actually saw her in concert but yeah, and this song is kind of giving me that. Like, there's just this energy she brings, this kind of like, you know, it, generic, sure, but also it, she's just found a formula, I guess, that works for her and her fans. Mm-hmm. And I don't resonate with it anymore. So the song was kind of giving that, and so yeah. I, it, I'm definitely not going to go back and re-listen. Yeah, it, to me, it's 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 very. I think that you said it really well. It's it's giving. You know what I think it is. She, I think that she's kind of fallen victim to what Pink has fallen to, and she like caters to like <laughs> stadium like, rock, mom the, rock, the the mom pop mom rock of it all. 
and I mean that with so much love, but like, it's like, it's this like generic sounding. She, she recorded this song and she goes, they are going to, they are going to dance to this in a, in a Zumba class, you know? Definitely. They're, they're going to perform this at a fifth grade recital or something like, or like. She's, she's like, no, we're, they are the, the 38 year old and 45 year old moms are going to live for this song in their spin classes. They're going to go to their, their Zumba class, their work class, and they are going to be like, I love this song. And which is great. It's fine. And for me, I, I, it's very just, yeah, it's fine. It's just fine. It's yeah. It's, it's, um, it is what it is. It is what it is. It's not. It tension. is what it is. It's not tension. Tension. It's, the be- the best track off of tension is tension. It's not. It's not tension. Um, it's not that. Yeah. And how are you feeling about Kim Petras's new Slut Pop Miami coming out <laughs> next week? I'm. I'm after the previews. Very funny, by the way. Very funny. The very. The... I. She. D- she knows her audience. She knows her audience very well, for sure. She knows I, her audience. Um, for those that, I am for conf- those for sorry, not to cut you off, but for those that are unsure what we're talking about, the teaser that she posted, it's like this remix of Throat Goat. And she's like in a bikini looking super skinny. She found she discovered Ozempic, it seems. Um <laughs> she's she has her highlights. She has like the highlight lowlights of like the Y2K, like Christina Aguilera. Almost Christina Aguilera. Dirty. Yeah. But she's like flipping her hair on the beach. And then she is wearing this like cropped like cardigan bolero and she like takes it off or unbuttons it, revealing her bikini. And then her boobs just like grow and grow and grow until they pop. <laughs> like like two balloons. Yeah, it's very, very campy. But I am a bit confused, Slut Pop Miami. What, what's exactly going on? Like, do we know? I believe it's a follow-up EP to Slut Pop. It's so a follow-up I, EP. So it's the tracks that didn't make it? Or is it new? I, I think I think it's just new material. Yeah, new. I think that she's just yeah. <laughs> she she does know what her audience, yeah. aka gay men, want. Gay men want. She the pre-save link in her bio does say like, uh, click if you're a slut and listen to Spotify, and click if you're a slut and listen to Apple Music. <laughs> <laughs> she's really she's really leaning into this persona. Yeah. You know? I mean, it worked. I to me, slut pop. If I'm being really honest, is is my favorite work of hers. It's just. And which it goes against everything that I say about short songs and whatever, but it's it I think that she leaned, she found a sound that worked really well. It's super campy. It's it's not as generic as like some of the shit she puts out. Like yeah. it's like it's good. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think like leaning into that persona. Yeah. Like, you know, be be the my neck, my back of, of it. You know, like like yeah. do that. Like be that kind of a moment because you're doing it well. Yeah. So you might as well. Yeah. Lean into that. So I'm curious. I don't know if it's going to be like, like it sounded like there was a remix of Throat Goat in that teaser. So I'm hoping that maybe we, we maybe we'll get some remixes. Maybe we'll get some new tracks. It does sound like there's a new track at the end where she's like, I want to get fucked. <laughs> so. I mean, um, it's just ridiculous. You know, she it's said, absolutely ridiculous. She said, you know what a Grammy winner does? Releases a follow-up to her sluttiest EP that she's ever released. Yeah. And, and good for her because we, we've talked about her like kind of at nauseum. I started off as like a fan. Like I was really excited to see what she did. And then um, for the most part, it's just become kind of like generic, you know, like a lot of it. So especially the last two like albums she put out. I think um, that, yeah. And they, I- they're, I'm sorry to the fans, but like those albums, they, 
they don't hold up. And like, I know people where they're like, Kim Petras is my favorite artist. And like this, yeah. this is maybe, this maybe sounds pretentious or judgmental, but when someone tells me that it tells me everything I need to know, I'm like, okay, so we're not, we're not really, we don't really care about music. Right. And I, I agree with you. I feel like Kim does have potential and that's why I love the slut pop EP and this, this new slut pop Miami project that's going to be coming out because when she really goes there, she goes there. But then, but I, I will say this in her defense though. I, I always have to remember that like, she has to make herself extra accessible because she's a trans woman, right? She's always going to have that against her for a lot of people and so in order to be accessible, you're going to have to probably make more generic music than maybe you'd arguably like to make. But, you know, there I would say off of Problematic and off of what was, it's terrible, what was the, the Feed the Beast? There are, I, I would say, a handful of songs from each that I enjoyed. I think the biggest thing that she suffers from, though, is the fact that her songs are so fucking short that it does not, and it doesn't help that they're so generic sounding. Like when you have a song that sound that sounds like it could have been re- recorded by Zara Larson or Ava Max, Ava Max or BB Rexa, like, like that. And then your, your song is also going to be a minute and 58 seconds. Or Tate McRae, you know, Tate whatever. McRae, yeah. Like though, like, yeah, like it, it's time. And, you know, also to these record labels and producers that are backing them, like that's f- help these people find their identity and and let's let's be adventurous with music again which which is again why i'm excited about slut pop miami because i think that that's going to be a big gay old time <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens we shall see we, we shall see, see down down in miami what, what's going on down in the miami business conference i like that she i like that she picked us a, a place she's yeah. like the second version of this isn't a sequel. It's a place. Yeah. She said it's a place. And it's in Florida of all places. Absolutely. Uh, America's penis. Yeah. They're Absolutely. America, America's penis in Florida, Miami. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I think it's about that time that we talk about our, our favorite segment, which is uh, our songs. Our we songs. don't talk about enough our, that aren't talked about enough. That are not talked about enough. We don't discuss them. We don't talk about them. Jeffrey Beach, do you have a song that we do not talk about enough? I do. It's actually kind of kind of, kind of like bubbling inside of me this whole time because there's been moments where I've wanted to bring it up, but I'm like, oh, I'll wait till the end. Okay. So there's a song I'm really excited about that you might be familiar with. If you're not, you need to listen to it. Um, because we brought up like we brought up a lot of these producers, like these R and B legends, you know, these these people like Rodney, like um, you know, Timbaland, excuse me, Jermaine Dupree. So JD is on a song that's that's really popular right now on like the TikTok of it all and the Instagram. Um, oh, yeah. Jermaine Dupree? Like, yeah, well, well, it's not, he's, he, I believe he's a producer on, on this song. So the song okay. is um, Made For Me by Money Long or Mooney oh, Long. Oh, okay. okay. So I, I've heard of this artist before. I think I've even dabbled with listening to it maybe a few years ago but i like some of her work but i just you know didn't really connect okay but i heard that i've been hearing this song because it's been used in like um like a viral moment or a meme yeah um made for me you probably heard it um i've i think i said it i said it's probably sent it to you like via instagram or something you did but 
I think it's kind, is this is this the like, where she's like like sing, like kind of gospely or something, or no? That that was the live. They had that's not in the song, but the live version brought in gospel singers. Yes. Oh, okay, got it. Um, so this song is so great because it literally harkens back to '90s R and B. It it just it just celebrates it completely. It feels like it, it could have came straight out that era, but it's still like got like a bit of like this fresh sound to it. Yeah. But I believe I believe JD is on the song. And I think I, I did hear as well, like um, Dark Childs was like giving his flowers to this artist because it is just so fun to listen to the song. It, it's structured in such a fun way. We talk about this all the time. Like we're tired of the the typical sleepy, you know, yeah. mid tempo R&B songs that all sound homogenous, that all sound the same. Yeah. So this song has like vocal layering the chorus is so fun um the lyrics are just so 90s r&b like it it is so fantastic and i'm so impressed i'm so impressed and i love this artist like i love a girl that loves her 90s r&b and like she's done her homework she knows that music you can tell like inside and out it's important to her and she grew up on it just like us you know so love she she's she's a good singer and I'm, I'm just super impressed with the song. It's like, it's been so fun to listen to because it feels so nostalgic. Love. And yeah, it's great. You'll have to like really give it a listen, but it's yeah. it's fun. My only critique is like, it's it's a bit short and I love the live live performance because they're, they, they were able to like bring this like fun bridge to the performance. Right. So yeah. on a short song, it's hard to do that, you know? Right. Yeah. When your song um, is two minutes long. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only difference between like R&B back in the day versus like <laughs> this song. Um, but again, like you can't really avoid, it's hard to avoid that when you're trying to be a successful artist. Yeah. So in, in 2024, but yeah, this song is great. Cool. I'm so, I'm so here I'll, for it. I'll yeah. have to check it out. I have to check it out. Yeah. It's very different. Right. Before I go into, go into my songs, we don't talk about enough. Right before we started recording today, I was uh, revisiting Michael Jackson's dangerous album and every song with the exception of like maybe three is like five minutes or longer. Like there are songs yeah. that are six and seven minutes long. And I was like, this, this just does not happen anymore. No, no. Nope. There, there were like dance breaks after dance breaks after bridges after it was just like every song. Like bridge, like, next bridge, next another bridge, bridge, another bridge, next dance break, next dance break, intro, another intro, another intro, gospel, choir, key change, another key change. Like it was, yeah, it was counter chorus. Exactly. Um, but given that, so tomorrow uh, we are recording this the day before the Super Bowl. Um, and the day of the Super Bowl this year is also Brandy's birthday. Uh, and so I wanted to give her a special flowers. You did briefly mention this song earlier, but I wanted to say that I love the song Sididi off of her aphrodisiac album. This song is produced by Timbaland and it is just this like club banger and it's just i love the beat i love the attitude behind the song i love the way that she just it's a very playful song um and i think it's supposed to like kind of be like a a a clap back to the haters and whatnot and for me i just love brandy i think that she doesn't get get enough credit we we loved seeing her at the grammys last weekend and um i would love to see a, a a resurgence for her the way that other artists have received via tiktok well i don't know if she will with tiktok since the umg like removed a bunch of music <laughs> yep that part. um um but 
I would love to see a resurgence for her because I think that she just, she's such a great singer and a great artist. And, um, you know, actually tomorrow's also February 11th, which will be the day that we also lost Whitney Houston. Ugh, I know, which is crazy. crazy. Yeah. I I completely agree with you. I mean, Brandy's such an underrated artist and like, unfortunately these like newer generations, like she's just forgotten about, I think, or not talked about enough, you know, and even millennials, even millennials, I know that they don't really like know her music that well. And I'm like, what? Like how, you know, she's so, so influential. It's crazy because like she, I mean, her, her first two albums were huge. Obviously never say never was like really catapulted her into a new stratosphere. But the show Moesha too, like with. And the show Moesha. Yeah. But then it was with, and then full moon came out and full moon was, was on the track to be like a huge success, but then it wasn't like. More successful in the R&B world, not like the. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hot 100. but it only had three singles. I don't even think that there was a music video filmed for the third single. That's an album where I feel like the singles, like the, I feel like what about us and full moon were good choices, but then I want to say, I want to say it was, he is, was the third single. And I was like, out of all of the songs off that album, that was, that was the choice. Like I, right. um, she clearly loves the song. I thought because she performs that a lot in concert. And I think that that should have been a single probably should have been the lead, but, who am I? Um, I know that that was, that album was showcasing a new sound for uh, her, both her and Ronnie Jerkins. It was like a, this like this, like almost like electronic version of R and B in a lot of full, ways. Full moon is so iconic. The song. Yes. I mean, there's that famous joke between you and I shut up yeah. to the full moon. Yep. <laughs> no, the, I forget how it even started, but Jeff famously once said to me, shut the fuck up and listen to full moon. I think it's because we were driving and you are, um, iconically a like what's it called a backseat driver or you like uh-huh. to like oh turn or oh like wait make sure you mer-, you know like and i'm like and i said i think full moon was playing on my car radio and i said shut the fuck up and listen to full moon mm-hmm. and stop yep and then and you did then, and i did and you know what it's been a famous line between the two of us uh ever since it has it's been an inside joke but yeah um but then after that album i mean her aphrodisiac album she it was not a huge hit by the way the lead single from that album was um talk about our love with kanye west Um, oh okay i don't like that one yeah either and the follow-up single was who is she to you which was a timbaland song and there was a remix featuring usher and that was during usher's confessions era but for whatever reason it like didn't get officially released and i was like oh that should have been because that probably would have been a huge hit for her had that remix officially been released. Especially with like Usher being such a big thing at that time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, the single, the solo version was officially released as a single. There's a music video and everything, but the remix should have been officially serviced to radios. Cause I don't, I don't know if it was, or if it was like fully promoted and maybe cause Usher's schedule was probably insane at that time, but that would have been a moment for sure. So, and then ever since then, I mean, she's just been, and then she obviously had that accident and that, that, that accident. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's terrible. That accident. It's terrible. It's terrible, but would never wish anyone to go through that. But yeah. Yeah. I hear, I, I really need to give B7 another listen because people talk about, they're like, Oh, it's actually so good. And so I really do want to listen to it because I remember hearing it during the pandemic and being like, like I thought it was like okay, but not enough for me to like re-listen, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, and I think a lot of our faves like have albums like that, 
mm-hmm. you know, like the last couple of years that, or if they've released a project, you know, re- in recent years. Yeah. Um, so that's something I need to give like a fresh listen yeah. for sure. Cause she is an, such an underrated artist and it's a great yeah. choice. Yeah, for sure. Well, on that note, we'll see what happens at the Super Bowl tomorrow. We will. Can't wait to watch the the big game and the see big... uh, who tosses the pigskin around the mm, best. That pigskin. Hey, pig. Yep, absolutely. I can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Well, until then, we will talk to you all later. Peace and blessings. And, we, and we'll see you in Miami. See you. We will see you in Miami. Tis out. <laughs> Bye. Bye.